0: Welcome to Grace and Truth with Pastor Sherman Burkhead, a devotion that's meant to encourage you and challenge you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Please subscribe to our podcast and check us out on the internet at fbcboron.org. Hi there. This is Pastor Sherman Burkhead, and this is Grace and Truth, a devotion that's meant to encourage you and challenge you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ through a time in the Word and time in a prayer. And I'm just going to get this to get get this ready to go here, so that I can actually, um, uh, that way I can actually like follow along and make sure that uh, I can see you guys' comments as they as they come in. Um, sometimes it's uh, it, it comes right meant up. To encourage you there we go. You. All right. So. Um, Anyway, I want to welcome you to Grace and Truth, and it's a beautiful day today. It is February the 3rd, 2021, and today is indeed a special day. Um, and, uh, I'll explain that in just a second, but, uh, what I want to do is actually begin as always with gratitude. The Christian life is a life that is meant to be lived in gratitude before God. God has graciously given us so many things that even in the worst of circumstances, we have more than our share of things to be grateful to God for. And the thing that I'm grateful to God for today is my, um, is my youngest son, Carson. Good afternoon, Christy. Um, my son Carson today is his birthday actually 16 years old and it's hard for me and his mom to kind of come to terms with the fact that our our baby boy is now 16 years old he's actually a lot bigger than I am nowadays Uh, he's six foot four Um, but I'm grateful to God for him for a number of reasons obviously because God has gifted him to us as a gift in fact his middle name Matthew means a gift of God Um, and, and obviously he's a gift to us as parents uh, but I'm grateful to God for the fact that he is growing up to be a wonderful young man. And he loves the Lord. He certainly has an understanding of, of who he is in Christ. And he's growing in his theology. Um, but I'm also grateful to God for the fact that, that all that he does. Uh, oftentimes people don't realize that there's a lot of ministries. And a lot of things that happen at the church um, that that there are things that just get done that most people don't see gets done and there are people doing those jobs there are lots of jobs that get done and carson is one of those who serves behind the scenes in fact carson is the the person responsible for the live stream and keeping that going on sunday mornings and making sure that you know that you can hear the worship and see the video and and keeping the internet connection going and and making sure all the transitions work smoothly but then also behind that he also uh edits video and he um he also um uh, uploads everything to youtube and to soundcloud and and so that way you can listen to sermons uh you know, weeks and months later because of the work that he's doing, editing and and uploading and posting, and uh, I'm just really, really grateful to God for him and his contributions, and I'm just grateful to God that, you know, you know, for 16 years, it's been a privilege to be his dad. Um, he's, you know, he's a good kid, uh, good student, um, loves the Lord, loves his friends and, uh, just a good all around, uh, young man. And again, I'm really, really super proud of him. And so if Carson, if you, if you see Carson today, just tell him happy birthday. Uh, sometimes he doesn't get a chance to watch the grace and truth. Uh, But if he does, if you're watching for a second, Carson, just know that I love you. I'm proud of you and grateful to God for you. So with that being said, what are you grateful to God for? And uh, this is actually something that I started a series on TikTok uh, as well. Uh, I basically started posting things I'm grateful for and asking people uh, what I'm grateful, what they're grateful for. I'm starting to get some responses and it's been really, really awesome, but it really encourages me. I want you to know when you like email me or if you text me or, or message me, um, if you tell me what it is that you're grateful for, I want you to know it's, it encourages my heart to know that you're grateful to God and that God's really kind of like piercing your heart in that area. Um, And so again, you can reach out to me. You can, uh, you can email me at FBC Boron. It stands for First Baptist Church fbcboron at gmail.com or you can call at the office at 760-762-5149 just not during the live stream <laughs> um or you can eat or you can uh, message me here on facebook i'd be happy to uh, to read those things and uh, i respond to them as i can but i want you to know i read them all and i'm grateful to god for the way he's working in your life and um, um and also, and yes, Rick, I do have a great son. He is a wonderful kid. Thank you so much for, for saying so. Uh, but uh, that being said, um, I am grateful for you as well and in, in, in your comments. Uh, but also, if you're someone who um, would like to know more about your relationship with Christ, uh, maybe you just never have like come to faith in Christ, or maybe you're somebody who kind of grew up and made a profession of faith, but really haven't gotten close to 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 God in your life. I'd like to talk to you. I'd be happy to answer your questions. I'd be happy to to explain to you how you can walk actively with Christ. And if you're somebody who's not become a believer, I'd like to explain to you what the gospel is and and help you to see, you know, that Christ is calling you to repent and and believe. Uh, again, you can call me at the office or email me. I'd be glad to hear from you and talk to you. Um, with that being said now we're gonna go ahead and jump into our text here and it is John chapter 1 and we're gonna be looking at verse 14 John chapter 1 verse 14 and the word says this it says and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we have we have seen his glory glory as of the only Son from the Father full of grace and truth now you'll recognize obviously that verse, but that is really the the underlying verse to my entire uh, ministry. Certainly, the the underlying uh, verse for grace and truth itself. Um, but but also it is the underlying verse for uh, for my entire ministry philosophy. Uh, and what I mean by that is that it really like encapsulates how I believe that we as Christians should live. Now, the first thing we need to see here is the word obviously is Christ. It said the word became flesh and and it says that that you know that he is the the that has the glory of the only son from the father. Obviously that's Jesus Christ. And we know that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And so we know that John is telling us that the word Jesus Christ is God himself and that God became flesh and lived among them. But then it says that he is full of grace and truth. And I think that there if there is an expression that should encapsulate the Christian life and how we're to live and to be like Christ, it would be in this area that we are full of grace and truth. Right? And and, and what what that means simply is this that we as Christians ought to live in a way that is gracious because God is gracious. right? Jesus was gracious, even to his enemies, even to people who were sinners, even to people who didn't like him. He still was gracious to them. And God even now, God right now is gracious to the world around us. I don't know if you realize that or not. In fact, that's the reason why we can have gratitude, is because even people who are unbelievers, God is gracious to them, giving them life, giving them good gifts, giving them joy and love and I mean, even people who will never know him in this life will still experience God's grace in many, many different ways. So God is a gracious God, and we as his children ought to reflect that characteristic of him. And Jesus being the example for us on earth in the flesh ought to be the litmus test by which we measure our graciousness. And what that means for us is we ought to live and walk in that grace. We ought to be people who are loving even when it's hard to love people, that we we ought to be patient and we ought to be kind and tender to people. And, and, and there are different groups of people that this applies to differently. Like for instance, the stranger that you meet on the street, we ought to automatically extend to them respect and indignity and dignity. And the reason why is because they're made in the image of God. They are made in the image of God and they are loved by God just because they're created by him. And that means we should automatically extend to them grace and love and dignity and respect. That doesn't mean that we have to like make them best friends and invite them over for dinner. But we should treat people, even the ones that might rub us the wrong way, the, the strangers we meet, we need to treat them with dignity and respect then there are people that are in our community we should always be respectful and loving towards the members of our community and we certainly ought to seek to try to be loving to the ones that are hard love. sometimes i mean we live in a little bitty town in boron if you you know if you're listening from out of town you might understand this in your own community but in our little community of about 2500 people where everybody knows everybody and everybody went to school together you know there are some relationships that have had difficulties over the years and there as at times is a distinct lack of grace between people and I think that as Christians we ought to be the ones that that bridge that gap we need to be gracious and loving and patient and kind to everyone and the reason for that is because that's how God was towards us we ought to be that way as well and then we have the grace that we need to extend to um to people that are closer in people that are like in our families and in members of the church that we have that we ought to be even more and more gracious that we be, ought to be kind and patient and 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 especially those who call themselves members of the body of the Christ that that we extend grace to one another you know understanding we all have our own shortcomings and we need grace we ought to be quick to grant that grace that we should be seen because of our relationship with Christ, as the most loving, most compassionate, most patient, most long-suffering, most enduring people in the entire world. And we ought to be that way, especially when it comes down to issues of theology, that we ought to be gracious for one another, that we ought to give people room to grow. What we need to realize is that there are some people who have, have, have grown in their faith, And they've been Christians for a long long time, and they have an understanding of some things. And some people come are new to the faith, and there's still some things they haven't worked out. In fact, I talked to um, um, a lady in the church yesterday, and she talked about how she's been growing over the years, and that as she's growing, there's things that she learned when she was younger. She's having to basically let go of and unlearn as she's growing more and more in her understanding of the truth. But she did make a point to say that there are people at times who especially uh those who 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 have a robust theology there have been people in the past that that will be ungracious towards other people in the way that they mm. treat them because they are so strong in their theology and then they perceive other people to be weak to be weak and one of the things i explained to her is many of the men that i follow um really make a point to to reiterate, those who have a high theology of God and a high view of God ought to be the most gracious of all people because they see and understand that God is absolutely gracious and just everything that, that we have is by his hand and, and gracious. And so I think that it's important that we, as brothers and sisters in Christ, have grace for one another. And we, cross denominationally, ought to have grace for one another. We might have differences in our theology, but ultimately what we are holding on to. In our common faith is the gospel of Jesus Christ that he came into the world to do what we couldn't do for ourselves we were sinners separated from God with no ability to save ourselves but Christ came in the world to live a perfect life to secure righteousness righteousness we need to be um, in the presence of God and he went to the cross and died to pay the penalty of our sins right and then and and then on top of that he rose again proving that what he came to do worked and now he intercedes for us continually and we come to that through repentance and faith that is how we come to um to to christ and that is the gospel that all of us um you know share in in one thing in one um in in common here the the second thing that i want to share with you then is that we not only are to walk in the grace but we are also to walk in the truth and, and what that means is, is we are supposed to be loving, but we are also absolutely to stand firm on the truth. That being loving doesn't mean that we have to bend the truth or, or we have to like soften up the truth to, to save people's feelings. Being loving actually means telling them the truth. And that means even if the truth is difficult to hear, even if the truth is hard to hold on to, we must be people who stand firm in the truth. Meaning that we explain what the gospel is and we don't shy away from it. And we explain to the world that God still has a standard by which we are called to live. And that we are called not to just make a profession of faith but repent and believe the gospel. And and, and with that being said then, you know that's the basis of this ministry. My goal here every week when we come together is absolutely to encourage you and to help you grow in your relationship with Christ and extend to you grace, but also to tell you the truth. The, the, to the best of my ability to explain to you what the word of god says so that you can take that and apply it in your own lives and so with that being said i just want you to know you were loved and you were prayed for and i'd like to actually pray for you right now Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for your grace and mercy. We thank you for the love that you've extended to us. We thank you for the truth of Jesus Christ and the example he set for us. We thank you for his word. I pray, Lord God, that you would strengthen our hearts, Lord God, for one another, that you would help us to walk in that grace that you're calling us to, and that you would use your truth to change us and mold us more and more in the image of your Son, and help us to be the witness that you're calling us to be in the community around us. I thank you for my brothers and sisters in Christ who, who watch grace and truth. I pray that you would bless them and meet their needs and that you glorify them in all that they do. That you would would glorify yourself through them in all that they do. And I pray, Father, you'd protect them now. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So please know that you are loved and you are prayed for and uh, you are deeply missed. And hopefully if you were around on Sunday morning at 11 o'clock, we have worship service. Coffee's on at 10.30. We'd certainly love to have a cup of coffee with you as well. Uh, But until then, grace and peace. We'll talk to you soon. You've been listening to Grace and Truth with Pastor Sherman Burkhead, a ministry of First Baptist Church in Boron, California. Our website address is fbcboron.org. And would you consider partnering with us as we share the hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ with our community and our world?